I'm sitting here at the end of 2022 as we enter 2023, and my mind goes back to, I wonder how Bill Gates and Paul Allen and Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak felt back when they were approaching a new year, and they knew what was going to happen when the rest of the world didn't seem to know, and what computers were going to do to the world as we moved forward. And I think we're in a similar position relative to the biotech world. I, I want to, in this video, to give you an overview of what has happened and why it hasn't taken off like I thought it would and why I believe we're about to see an explosion in biotech and you need to be in a position with the right companies to make massive amounts of money. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. The birth of biotech as we know it today actually started in 2000 with the invention or the finding of the ability to sequence your genome. And that is to say to look into the makeup of your body and find the mutations, those things that have happened through your ancestry that gave you a propensity to have disease. In essence, they were saying you Adam and Eve were not born with these diseases. These diseases became a part of our bodies as a result of the activities, the eating habits, whatever, of our ancestors. And so in 2000, uh, I guess it was a company by the name of Illumina came up with this machine that could could basically take your saliva or your blood or whatever and analyze your cells and sequence your genome. Um, at that point, it cost a billion dollars to have that done. Well, over the years, they have brought it down that they believe by next year, They'll have it down to about $100 uh, a sequence. But the problem is, if we know, Carrie, you've got a propensity for cancer as a result of your sequencing, um, what are you going to do about it? You're just going to worry about it and drive yourself crazy because there is no, there is no medication, there is no therapy, there is no way to uh, take that sequence or that, that uh, mutation out of your body and thus take cancer out of your body. It's not possible. Well, that wasn't true. Around 2008, 2009, the scientists um, in basically uh, the board the board, yes, uh, a part of MIT and Harvard, uh, started doing some work in um, what they called CRISPR. Uh, then also it was being done out at UCLA. And these lab technicians, these scientists worked on what they called CRISPR. Now, CRISPR is a part of you and I's body. It's what makes it possible for us to scratch or cut our hand, and then our body comes and, and fixes that cut. And it, it's basically what 
when you put an antibody into your body because you have the flu or something of this nature. It's the CRISPR in your body that goes and attacks that virus or whatever in your body and makes it go away. Well, they were they were chugging right along as we got into the coronavirus, and as a result of this science, we were able to get a vaccine much quicker than we have in the past, and that's why we got the um, the coronavirus vaccine. Well, the other consequences of that was it slowed down genome sequencing and genome editing because the key to uh, that kind of medical advancement is clinical studies. Well, we were in the point where um, no one wanted to go to a hospital, and thus they had to. There were no beds. No one wanted to go to any medical facility because of the exposure. So these companies that had developed this science basically came to a standstill because they couldn't do clinical trials. And so where we thought we might be by the January of 2023 didn't happen as a direct result of the coronavirus and the inability for these companies to do their clinical trials, which would then give them the ability to get FDA approval for um, for these therapies. If those therapies then became available, Illumina and Pacific Biosciences, the two leaders in the genome sequencing world, would have skyrocketed in price. But they've just been kind of stuck, okay? So that's what's happened, and that's where we're at at this time. What I want to do is show you this chart here, and you're going to see it takes us all the way back to uh, 2016, and this is kind of when Editus and and several of these uh, these companies, CRISPR came in uh, about at the end of the year, and you can see how they just kind of chugged along, and then as as capital came into the market as the result of the influx of uh, $9 trillion in 2020, they, 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 they peaked because there was a lot of money going to it. But then very quickly, as that money uh, started going other places and drying up, the interest in these companies started to wane. And you can see their prices just crashed and have come to all-time lows. Now, there's one I want you to be real conscious of, and that's the, the red and green jagged line. That's Editus, okay? This is the company that is controlled by the board. That's uh, the people from, um, from Harvard and MIT, and that's real important. So then I want to sh- bring this, this graph down and show you their performance over the last, um, the last year. And you can see they've just come down. And you can see Editus is down actually from its high 87% uh, 
Um, Caribou down 65%. The only one that I have on that chart that is up at all is Prime. Now, Prime is a a new company. It IPO'd uh, just, oh, I guess in October. And as a result, it's kind of separated itself from there. But be aware, um, it followed the pattern of the others. It it may have some downside potential from here. But what's important here is as a result of the inflation situation, the interest rate situation, institutional money has been ignoring this category because they do not see the stimulus that they need to to make it happen. And that stimulus is going to need to be um, the influx of capital and and the the okay by the FDA of these drugs. Now, at the same time that institutional capital hasn't been interested in it, I want you to look at this chart. This is a chart of the number of biotech companies being acquired by Big Pharma. And this is important because as these companies were struggling because of price and the lack of interest of institutional capital, some of them got on some very thin ice. So you can see in 2018, there were about 24 acquisitions, 2021 that got up to 35, and in 2022 it's been 40. And what does that mean? That means that companies like um, Nuocrime acquired uh, Dynell in August for a 144% premium. What does that mean? Well, if it was selling for $10 a, a share, um, Nuo Crima came in and paid uh, $14.40 for it. So it was at a premium. Uh, Regeneron in April acquired um, Checkmate Pharmaceutical, which is a small biotech, at a 335% premium. Okay, you can do the math. Then the real one most recently in October was um, AstraZeneca acquired Biologic at a 667% premium. So what that's telling us is that these big pharma is recognizing, hey, this is the future. And because they aren't getting their money from institutional and, um, and private equity, we can go in and buy it up. Not at what it's selling for, but still even at uh, 667% premium, uh, they got a bar, uh, AstraZeneca got a bargain. Okay, so that kind of brings you up to where we're at. Now, the other thing that's been going on uh, for about 10 years now is a patent feud. And the patent feud is was between the Broad Institute of MIT and Harvard and uh, UC Berkeley. This is where the two uh, conclaves of scientists have been working, and they they made an effort, uh, both institutions, to put in uh, patent claims for the therapy which uses CRISPR. Now, don't get confused. The therapy is called CRISPR, and then there is a company that is called CRISPR-2. It's a Swedish company. Uh, so for 10 years, they've been fighting as to say who is the 
the rightful owner of the patent. And it was decided back in March that it was the Board Institute of MIT and Harvard. That meant that Editus owned the patent. Now, let me take you back to that chart and show you where Editus is relative to the other stocks in this category. Editus is at the bottom. Now, why is that? The world doesn't, hasn't connected the dots. And institutional money isn't there to guide them because they're not interested in this right now. Okay? So as we move forward, though, and the, the you volunteer and they're able to get um, clinical trials and we get some positive clinical trials as we have in the past. CRISPR has recently demonstrated the safety of its two blood diseases, beta therolesmuma, I don't know, and sickle cell anemia. They have been able to get over a year a clinical trial and they have patients now who have stayed true and not needed a second injection for over a year. That would mean that at that point, they have, they are now, what will happen is doctors will start sequencing for these two blood diseases to give, give, and, and the FDA will give approval for the vaccination. At that point, Illumina starts to take off. As that time, companies start putting out the drugs. At that time, Editus starts collecting royalties. Okay? That's the process that's going to happen. And what I believe is as a result of the slowing down the apprehension of people from entering clinical trials, we will see this category explode. And as I said in my uh, thumbnail, this is the category that is going to lead us out of uh, the downturn in the market. This is the category that big institutional money will flood money into and say, we want a part of this because this is going to change the way we live. And I want to emphasize that. It's going to change our lives as we know it. We will move from medical care to medical cure. And that is to say, you will go to your doctor. You will, he will order a genome sequencing. They will look at your genome and they will tell you whether you have a propensity for cancer for heart disease, for Parkinson's, for Alzheimer's, because God didn't give you any of those diseases. You inherited them from your ancestors. And so, I, in fact, I was talking with a priest on uh, Christmas Day, and I said to him, how does the Catholic Church feel about this? And as we got into our discussion, he said, well, if God didn't put it in your body, and your ancestors did, and he quoted me a phrase from the Bible that basically said, then it's okay to take it out. So I took him to the next step and said, what if we then alter the 
take it out of the sperm in the egg of a young woman and young man. He said, again, God didn't put it there. Your ancestors did. And I said, well, okay, what if we, as we're doing that, we start engineering the results of that baby, and it's, I want a six-foot-two uh, blonde-haired female with extra body strength and a fantastic volleyball player. He said, that's where God steps in and says no. Now you're altering the, the gift of mankind and birth. So that's, that was just a sidebar there. That, this is where this is going. And I, I just was elated that this young man, he's probably 35 years old, has tattoos, had a nose ring, and he was a priest. Yeah. And, and he was attuned, and he, he recognized that this is the future. This is a correction of what God gave us and man screwed up, okay? So that's where we're at at this. I just want to emphasize again, do your due diligence. Check out my research. You see, if you don't believe like me, that Editus has the royalty rights of, and this isn't the first time this has happened. Qualcomm has some royalty rights that they just sit back and collect royalties relative to an invention that they created in the early stages of the digital revolution. So this is something that I think you need to be aware of and you need to get your you need to get up to speed on what this is going to do and the opportunity, the investment opportunities of a lifetime. It's not only this. It's artificial intelligence. It's genome sequencing. And I haven't heard anybody talking about a quantum computer for the last eight months. It's much more important than interest rates and inflation. I'll talk to you more about this in the future. 